بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على الأشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد الحمد لله in the previous lesson we just began by discussing some of the ahadi or the ayat pertaining to the nisa, the women and the dealings that should be had with the women. And we began by mentioning the ayah wa ashuruhunna bin ma'roof and the people have been good. And that which is, and that which follows on from that, no doubt, from the benefits of how the women and women should live with one another. Well, that's about the time was best. So thereafter. We have a hadith of today. And it's the hadith of Abi Huraira radiallahu anhu. Abi Huraira was law anhu who was by the name of Abu Bakr Abu Abdurrahman Abu Sakhra Dawsi. Abu Abdurrahman Abu Sakhar Dawsi. And the hadith is that Abi Hurairah radiallahu anhu said, Rasulullah sallallahu this hadith, essentially, first of all, was the hadith of Abu Huraira, where he, the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned that I advise you in relation to the women to be good with them. For indeed, the woman has been created from the rib. And it was cooking part of the rib 
is the uppermost, uppermost of it. And if you attempt to straighten it, then it will break it. And if you leave it, then you leave it in a state of crookedness. And so I give you recommendations and advice regarding the women. This hadith is Mutafaq al-Ali. We say hadith Mutafaq al-Ali, then it is referring to the fact that the hadith is recorded in Bukhari, Bukhari Muslim. And Finu Riwaya, there's another narration as well, also found in Sahihain, found in Bukhari Muslim, where it mentions Amara, the woman, is like the rib. If you attempt to straighten it, you'll break it. And if you suffice with it, you will suffice with it in a state of crookedness. And in the wording of Muslim, the narration found in the wording of Muslim, indeed the woman has been created from the rib. And if and it will not be, the, the woman will not be able to be straight in the, in the complete sense. If you seem to enjoy her company and enjoy her, then you enjoy her in the state of crookedness. And if you attempt to straighten it, then you will break it. And breaking it is a reference to a talaq, yani a reference to divorce. And so this narration, as you find, there are different wordings the same meaning and you find this in a lot you find this a lot in the comments when it comes to a hadith that you may, you may have a narration with a particular meaning and another narration that carries uh, the same meaning or a very similar meaning but with different wordings and essentially the, there are different reasons why this occurs however the main reason this occurs is due to the fact that you have the permissibility of narrating a hadith by meaning so you have a, the permissibility of narrating the hadith by meaning. So when you narrate a, a particular narration by its meaning, then when, it, when you carry on to narrate it until it's recorded and written down, then it will be written down with a particular word in, according, according to that meaning. Whilst another individual may narrate it, the same narration by meaning, but using different wordings. And so then when it's recorded, it's recorded with that particular wording. However, they carry the same meaning. And this is essentially uh, an indication of the proof that it is permissible to narrate a hadith by meaning. Now, uh, some uh, of the Muhaddithun used to differ. They would differ in regards to the permissibility of this. Can you narrate hadith by meaning? Or do you have to narrate it word for word? And the reality is that you can narrate a hadith by Meaning, as long as you preserve the meaning and or the Nabana and number meaning, the prophetic meaning that is found within the narration. Then Shaykh Faymin mentions uh, in his explanation of this, I I give it I give you this nasiha, this advice or this recommendation regarding the women. The meaning of this is that the message of Allah sallallahu is mentioning to the rajal, to the men, I advise you to accept this, or I, I will accept this advice that I am directed towards you in regards to the women. 
And that advice essentially is to do good towards them. And that is essentially because the women are deficient when it comes to their alcohol, when it comes to their, their intellect, the deficient when it comes to deed, deficient when it comes to thinking, and so they're essentially deficient when it comes to all of their affairs in, in, their, in, their, in, their, in their lives, in their worldly lives. And so, this is what is meant by the statement of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, that they are being created from the rib. I the rib essentially, this is a meaning, no doubt, which is a meaning, which is uh, one which is a literal meaning. As well as a metaphorical one, the one that we can understand from it as well. So, literal meaning is that they were literally created from the rib of Adam, salam. and created from the rib of Adam. So, this is what we understand literally from this. And so, thus, along with that as well, is that we understand the nature of the woman, the deficiency is due to the crookedness, and the crookedness. Is a relation is in reflection of the rib. Going back to the speech of a Sheikh Rafiin, Rahimahullah, where he mentions that Nisa al Qasirat fi Aqul, or Qasirat fi Din, or Qasirat fi Tafkir. Essentially, when he mentions this, and this is no doubt something which is understood from the Nusus, the texts. He doesn't mention this as a sifa which is as a dhamb, as an act or an affair which is blameworthy for the women, or as something which is a kadh, yet he's speaking ill of the women, as some individuals that oppose Islam seek to use narration such as this, to use speech such as, such as this, to uh, diminish Islam and diminish the status of the woman within Islam. However, the reality is when you have the mean and the mention of the Qasirat fil Uqul, then what is established when it comes to the affair of Qada, when it comes to the affair of bringing about judgment, is that for every one male witness, there has to be two female witnesses. Every one male witness, there must be two female witnesses. And this is an indication of the fact that they are diminished when it comes to the intellect. Or the deficiency regards to intellect. As for Qasiran Fiddin, as for the deficiency when it comes to Deen, then no doubt this is in relation to the fact that upon the men are five salawats every day and every night, without exception. However, when it comes to the Nisa, then there may be a time, there may be a period of time where they will not 
be fasting of, of performing the Salah. And so no doubt this is a reflection of the nature of deed, which is going to be deficient. You cannot now say that it's equal and one and the same. A person that prays five salawats every single day for the month. Whilst a person does not pray the five salawats every single day for the month for that their affair is one and the same. Of course there's difference. And thereafter, Shaykhi mentions. So thus, the woman has been created from Adam. And so the Adam alayhi salam, khulik with the very Adam al-Umm. But khulik with Torah, who will lahu kul fayakul. And so, Adam, alayhi salam, was created without a father and mother. Rather, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam from Torah and created upon the Kalimah Kun. And he be, and so he was. And so, along with this monocholophic, we understand. And this is also a rejection of the claim of the Nasara, the Christians. Where they will state that Isa is the son of Allah because he was created by way of the Immaculate Conception, as they say, as they refer to it. And he was created without a father. And so thus, Isa is referred to as the son of Allah. But then, if, if this was the understanding regards to Isa alayhi salam, then no doubt we would say in relation to Adam alayhi salam, then it's even more so that he should be referred to the son of Allah. It's Sahat al if this was a correct terminology to use. For Adam alayhi salam was created by a father or a mother. But we do not state this. Because no doubt, the reality is when it comes to this affair of Ascribing offspring to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is something which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is free of. And then thus ascribing offspring to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is essentially ascribing a partner to him. For no doubt when we ascribe offspring to an individual, then we're saying that in relation to that offspring, they carry some of the characteristics of the parent. However, we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is alone. Without any partners when it comes to any of his any of his attributes. And that his attributes are unique to him, to Barakwa Ta'ala. So this is just a point to mention in relation to the Khalq of Adam and in comparison to the Khalq of Isa. Now, so thus this is how Adam was created. And so, when Allah Ta'ala wanted and attended, He created for Adam salam a spouse. And He created that spouse from His crooked rib. And so, she thus was created from His crooked rib. 
And so if a person was to leave that rib, then it will remain in that crooked state. And if the person was to seek to straighten it, then this will be a means of breaking it. Now, and so, what's understood from this is that the man, when it comes to generally inside, and when it comes to their ma'amala with the woman, and they're dealing with the woman, then they should suffice, no doubt, with the fact that, and be understanding of the fact that they have been created in a particular way, in a particular way of deficiency, in a particular manner in which they are not <coughs> created in a straight, upon a straight way, but upon crookedness. And so, the man, what is sought from the man is that he's pleased with that which is made easy for him. However, if a person wishes to straighten it, then he must understand that it will not be straightened. It's not able to be able to, for this to happen. It's not a possibility that the person straightens the rib. For here, when it's the Kaabat fi diniha, and so, essentially, the person wants to understand the reality of her deed and the reality of her and her nature. And so, The Shaykh goes to mention, وَلَا تَقُونَ لِزَوْجِهَا أَلَا مَا يُرِيدْ فِي كُلِّ شَيْءٍ It's not possible that the man's wife is going to be in a manner and be upon that which she's happy with in everything, every single facet. بَلَّا بُلْبِ الْمُخَالَفَةِ There's going to be things that he differs with and things that oppose that which she's happy with. وَلَا بُلْبِ الْتَقْسِيرِ and it's going to be an understanding that she may fall short. But I'll call and I'll leave due to the fact that there's deficient, the natural deficiency that she has. Now, and so, she has this, and she's cast her by way of her tabia, by way of her natural disposition. She has this deficiency. And she may fall short. And so if the person seeks to straighten her and straighten that rib, then he will break it. And we understand from this, وَكَسْرُهَا تَلَاقُهَا And breaking her and, break, and uh, seeking to break or breaking her is the divorce of her. يعني بعناه أن أنك إن حاولت أن تستقيم لك على ما تريد فلا يمكن ذلك. And so what is understood from that is that if a person seeks to 
straight to her and mold her into that which he wants. An absolute sense. Then, the person, and no doubt this is not something which is possible, this leads to the person becoming dissatisfied and thus divorcing. And so this is what is meant by the talaq being on the, the cast, the breakage of that rib being the talaq. And so this is, I told you, this is advice from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about how insan should live with their families. And so what is befitting and what is upon the men when it comes to living with the wives is that they have a degree of pardoning in that which is possible. I take that or take upon them in a manner now take upon them in a manner of pardoning and of ease this is the akhlaq of insan and Allah Ta'ala states wa'mun bin ba'rufi wa'arid alil jahilin and enjoy the good and reject those upon reject those upon ignorance. So Shaykh continues to say, Wala yumkin and teach an Imra'a Bahra Khan al Amr Salima bin al Aim Bia bin Bia. It's not possible that you're gonna find a woman that does not have any deficiencies. Yeah, 100% no deficiencies. Oh, that likewise the woman will find her husband without any deficiencies. However, as we find is the advice of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and what he directed us towards is to enjoy the company of the wife even though you may find with, with her is a degree of deficiency. And there may be very possible that the man he sees something from his wife which he dislikes. He sees a, a part of her mannerism which he dislikes. However, he remains patient upon that because what is upon him in that regard is to focus upon that part of her character which he, he is pleased with. And so that which he dislikes from her character and that which he finds from her character which he, is something which he's opposed to, he has a degree of sabr with it. He has a degree of patience with it. وَقَدْ قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى Allah Ta'ala states فَإِنْكَرِحْتَبُوهُمْ فَأَسَاعَةً تَخْرُهُ شَيْئًا وَيَجْعَلَ اللَّهُ فِيهِ خَيْرًا كَثِيرًا And so 
if you come to dislike something from them, then perhaps there is something that you dislike and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed much good within it. And so we understand from this barakullah of you that a person may see something from their spouse that they dislike. However, if they remain patient upon that, Allah Ta'ala will replace that with much good. They replace that with good, or place much good within that due to the sabr that he has upon it. They place the good within it due to the fact that the individual makes his tarheez and his focus upon that which is that, that which is pleasing from his wife. And so, upon this narration, just to add two important points. One of them is in relation to the wives and that the wives should not take such a narration, a uh, narration such as this, as, as these ones that we read today, as a means for her to be oppressive within the home, and as an other for dhul, and where she does not fulfill the rights of her husband, and she just did, she uses it as a proof, this particular narration. So she does not fulfill the rights of her husband knowingly. And thus, when she maybe is advised regarding it, she says, well, I'm created from a rib. And so I'm going to have deficiency. Rather, it's upon us as individuals and as a bad, all of us, to be balanced. Take the balanced approach. So no doubt, what we understand from this is that the husband should not be seeking and expecting absolute perfection from the wife. As there's deficiency. However, the wife should not seek or knowingly fall short when it comes to the rights of the husband using such uh, narrations as, as a proof for this. For no doubt, the pleasure of the husband is a means for the wife and to engender. And obedience to the husband amongst or from amongst the wives is a means for the home to be one which is upright and a home of safety and security. Just as any, in any congregation of people, in any society, when there's obedience to the one that is the leader of that society, then you have security. When you have a ruler of a land, when there's obedience to the rule of the land, then it brings about mawafaka and the call of the haq.
And so, in relation to the success of a woman, in terms of a relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then a large amount of this is based upon her relationship with her husband, and her obedience to her husband. And so, just as you find when the people are obedient to their ruler, their leader, and this was reflective upon a success in a nation, and that nation being in the corners with the haq, and they should be in the pond khayd. Then this is likewise on a smaller scale when it comes to the household. When you have the leader of the household, the husband, the father, and he has obedience, and, he, and he's an individual that commands obedience within the household. Then this is what brings about success for the household and success for the family unit as, as a whole. And so, going back to the, the central point that was the mention for this part, is that the woman should not use these narrations as a reason for her or as a proof for her not to be from those that are obedient within the household and contributing to the success of the household. And uh, likewise, the husband should be from those that nurture the family. So if he does see a shortcoming from his wife, just as we understand the person should not expect perfection from the wife, and should not expect that the wife be someone that is upon khayr or someone that is upon khayr at every single point in their lives, at every single point of time. Likewise, they should not become deficient themselves and should not fall short when it comes to cultivating the family and establishing the tarbiyah. If they see that their wife has fallen short in something, then this should be from those that advise. Because this is a nation. You're the best of nation. You're the best nation that has come from mankind. You're enjoying the good and you forbid the evil. Uh, this nation, the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu is the best nation that has come from amongst mankind. From their characteristics, from the khisal, the distinctive, the distinctive characteristic of this ummah is that they enjoy the good and forbid the evil. And so that, that, that needs to begin within the household as well. And so just as we say that the woman does not use narrations such as these and misunderstand narrations such as these for her to fall short when it comes to establishing the rights of the household, likewise, the husbands, the husbands do not allow for this to be a means of them falling short in establishing correct tarbiyah, establishing, establishing correct cultivation of the household. And they do not say that just because we understand that our wives are created from the rib and that there may be a crookedness and a deficiency with them, that we will not enjoy the good and forbid the evil when we see it. And we will not be from those that establish true and uh, sincere advice. So no doubt this is what occurs, this is what should be uh, with our individual or with those that are with us and the closest to us. Advice. We advise one another, but we, advise, we should advise and establish advice with those which are closest to us, which are our families. And so this, no doubt, is just a point just to mention in relation to this narration and how sometimes this narration can be misunderstood and misconstrued and may lead to greater evil when it comes to misunderstanding. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best and will conclude with 
just a discussion around that narration and inshallah next week go on to discuss the next narration and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best wa sallallahu wa barak ala nabina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sallam wa ashraf wa ala alhamdulillahi rabbil